Rabbi Chanoch Teller, the aforementioned Rabbi Teller, is in our studio here at Nefesh Benefesh headquarters in Jerusalem. What an opportunity for us to reunite with Rabbi Teller here in the Holy City. I mentioned he has a brand new book, which we'll discuss in a moment, and wish him a mazel tov for that. But first, Rabbi, a mazel tov to you on your daughter's engagement last night. Thank you very much. Thank you. And for those who don't know... Uh, let's put it this way. As a father, you're an expert when it comes to engagements. <laughs> You've been through this many, many times, thank God. It happened very quickly, and I called people up for the Vart. I said, I'm never going to call you again for a Vart. <laughs> <laughs> well, one second. The first one got engaged uh, in what year? Do you remember how long ago it was? We celebrated a milestone two weeks ago. My first grandson got married two weeks ago. So we have, and this, so that was my book and my oldest daughter, and now it's my youngest daughter. So, With do, a so do bunch the math. Of kids in the middle. Yeah. Holy cow! You, actually, my daughter, the Kala, the one who just got engaged, is younger than my grandson, and she was born an aunt. Right. She's an aunt who's younger than her nephew. Correct. Wow. Well, in a family like yours, canine era. We'd Dude, expect we'd I, expect that type of thing. I heard right? a story. I heard a joke. All the aberrations when it comes to family life <laughs> are reflected in the Teller family, right? Yeah. So someone told me that, that there was a. Uh, a wedding where, a reform wedding, and the rabbi was pregnant. There was a conservative wedding, and the kala was pregnant. There was an orthodox rap wedding, and the mother was pregnant. <laughs> the kala's mother. I can't believe I just said that on the radio. I know. Be careful, but all right, it is what it is. Everyone understands. It's a little bit of comedic humor. That's all okay. it is. You know? Fair enough. Anyway, uh, the brand new book is about an in, an incredible man and. You know how we always say you don't know the greatness of a man until they're, until they're gone? But in Rabbi Kellermer's case, and we're talking about Rabbi Yehuda Kellermer, who I know means a lot to a lot of people in this audience, it really is true in his case. He lived, just from what we know, and I, and I knew him, I didn't know him well, but I knew him, and just from what we know, and the stories we heard during his lifetime, it was obvious that he was such a humble man, a king of humility. I'm sure you, you reflect that in, uh, in the story. And then when he passed away, and so devastating, by the way, for the West Hempstead community when he passed away. It was, Correct. It was, I mean, it was really devastating for many people in the broader Jewish community, but certainly West Hempstead. He, West Hempstead, because Rami Kellermer was very well known among the rabbinic elite. He was a posik of the highest caliber. But he really focused on his one community of West Hempstead. He really built it, right? He built it. It swelled under his, under his leadership to 750 families. Right. It's pretty remarkable. And today, boy, it's booming. Yeah. A lot of young people moving in there now as well. And I, I think about some of the stories I've heard about him since his passing. One in particular, I, I can't get out of my mind. I mean, is it true that he would go after Marv on Friday night? And walk quite a distance? Quite a distance? Miles and miles. And it didn't matter if it was storming and raining and torrential. He went. I mean, someone told me that in order to do these visits to the hospitals, he sometimes had police escorts just to keep him safe and to, you know, light up the road at times. I mean, I don't know if that's true, but, but, the, that part, part I never heard, but, but he, the part about going miles after davening, before Kiddush. Correct. He once, he once, there was this, I have a story, it's in the book. I mean, there's a lot of stories in this I book. I imagine. He, uh, he, he, he had the worst cars in the world. He was also wasn't the best driver. But uh, he had a car that had the aerodynamics of the Hoover Dam. And it, it was, you know, Comfort was, you know, obviously designed by John Deere. It was Alta Schmata, and they, the shul couldn't take it. And they bought him a 
a sh- a, a real car. car. A real car. A Chevrolet Malibu. I mean, that, that's... Okay, that's, that's a real a, car. But it's like, you know, like real right. Kia, Kia Rio. But it doesn't matter. And the next day, he shows up to Shul in his Alta Jalopy. And he said, what's going... You know, Rabbi Kellimer could spin straw into gold. But how do you make gold into straw? He said, I can't drive a new car. There's people in the community who can't afford Sar Limud, who can't send their kids to summer camp. I'm going to drive a new car. The same thing also, they, with his ever-expanding family, they wanted to increase his salary. He said, there's people who can't afford this, can't afford that. I'm not taking a new car. But he drove these cars, and they would always break down. So one time, he's going on Arab Shabbos. On the, he's coming back to uh, West Hempstead. And in Limbrook, the car gasped its last. And, of course, there was a storm. He threw his mooks into the car, and he's walking and walking. And every single truck is giving a tidal wave at him. And there's, you know, it's just terrible. When he finally shows up in West Hempstead, Three hours after the show was already over. His appetite would have sent him home, but he went. There was a Shalom Zachar. He walked in. He had a very warm sense of humor. He walked in. He looked like he just emerged from the Atlantic Ocean. And he said, I'm sorry I'm late. You know, he would do anything not to miss, not to miss a simcha in the community. I'm sorry I'm late. But there were cops all along the way, and they're handing out tickets. I couldn't go too fast. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even realize he had a sense of humor. It's funny you say that. Yeah, he had a sense of humor. And his... I mean, again, I'm no expert on this, but you're more of an expert after writing this book. His knowledge of Torah. Encyclopedic. And his ability to transmit it. He was, he had, not only was he a world-class posek that Rav Yasha said you can rely upon, he had all Dalit Chilke Shochon on his fingertips, but the most esoteric things he knew. There's a story that we write that Ari Zivotovsky. We know Ari, sure. Ari is the brother of the fame. I'm sorry, Ari Zivotovsky, famous in Jerusalem, passport right. fame. Right. His brother, Donny Zivotovsky, sure. is a large animal veterinarian. Uh-huh. Among his clients were the Ringling Brothers Circus. Seriously. And the Belmont Race by Thoroughbreds. Wow. And he came home for college intercession from veterinary school. And he asked Rabbi Kellimer some questions about neutering. You have to imagine, this is a somewhat abstuse, abstruse, yeah. esoteric. Not a common topic. <laughs> and he said, you know, honest, he said, look at Evan Ezer, Simon, Aleph, Sifkat and Hay, like, like, like that. It's amazing. And did I mention esoteric? You know, whatever yeah. it was, written, Rabbi, one important to mention, Rabbi J.J. Schachter said that Rabbi Kellimer had the magic of making up sock work. Wow. And that's why every rabbi knew to call him. So great pose, great lamdin, but this incredible chesed, and you know, people talk about chesed, etc., but this, to the degree that we're describing, meaning the miles of walking and never mm-hmm. missing a simcha, etc., mm-hmm. and understanding how important that both those things were, and so many other things, I'm sure, to his congregants, you know, not every lamdin who's a, who's, is a great shul rav is a great pastoral rav, you know? Correct. I mean, he had the whole package right. in a way that of dedication. Five-tool player, as they say. <laughs> when he was in Boston, he was finishing at the Hara at 1 o'clock in the morning, and someone said to him, sort of rhetorically, I assume you're going home now, Rabbi. Before West Hempstead, he was Rabbi in Young Israel, Brookline. I'm actually going to Shabbos to Brookline. Wow. To the Anyways, to make a long story long, so I assume you're going to do a Tara. And he said, well, actually, a woman called me from New York. Boston, as you know, is the college capital of America. No, he said, I assume you're going home. Yes, we're going home. So he said, well, actually, I'm not because a woman called me up from New York and she said that her son is in university and his friends are going out drinking, which is not a wise idea. Uh, It's also very hard on the liver. And the kid is a diabetic, which could be halila, a hypoglycemic, glycematic attack. I don't know how to pronounce it, but that could be fatal. So she said, I don't know where he is. So Sherlock Kellimer, you know, in his black jacket, jacket and hat is going through all the bars of Boston. Now, Boston is a 
university town. It's also Irish-American town. There's probably more bars in Boston than there are in Dublin. And he just went for a boy he didn't know looking. I don't know the end of the story. But who would, this is your point, who would undertake such a mission looking for a boy to spare him from uh, drinking when he shouldn't be drinking? Rabbi Hanoch Teller is here. The brand new book is about Rabbi Yehuda Kellerer. It's called If Not Higher. You know, we talk about feeling the pain of others. And this war that the Jewish people, I would say, but certainly everybody here in Israel is involved with, um, I think everyone's involved to some degree. Um, it, a lot of it is about feeling the pain of others. The chesed that goes on is trying to alleviate the pain of others. And feeling the pain of others. Correct. Like it's our own pain. Correct. And it's something we could relate to because now it's so mm. acute because of the war, but in reality it's like that every single day if we just open up our eyes to it. Right. And this has been a big, wide eye-opener. To say the least. Um, I see. Do you, do you normally co-write books or not? Uh, no. Because <laughs> uh, you've written over 30 books, you know. Uh, I know. Yeah. <laughs> you know just sure. Coincidentally, I'm, yeah, I am aware. Uh, but here it's Dr. Stuart Apfel who gets a credit in addition to you. Correct. So what happened was Dr. Apfel, who's a wonderful person, happens to be the brother of a machutin of mine. Uh, he collected people in the community, sent in emails of their reminiscences of Rabbi Apfel. Wow. Pardon me, Rabbi, Rabbi Kellerman. Right. They sent in him and he edited it. And so... It was, really wasn't so much of a book, but uh, I was able to try and weave what he wrote and collected and collated with... I did interviews with people and right. put it together. So the two of you are greater than the sum of your parts, as they say. Oh, I mean, to be in the same breath as Dr. Apfel is wonderful for me. A wonderful person. <laughs> Dr. Stuart Apfel and Hanoch Teller on uh, the life of the stories and insights. Are you a Kellimer of blessed memory? The book is called If Not Higher. How do people get the book? Uh, Feldheim is the distributor should be in Jewish bookstores. You could also find it on Amazon or at my website, www.hanachteller.com. H-A-N-O-C-H. That is correct. Teller.com. I always call these books Musrasvarim. Is it inappropriate for me to call them that, to put them in that category? Because it really is an incredible Musr. I say it in a positive way, by the way. 100%. For those of us who are looking to, you know, achieve a goal in the Two major gedolim. At the Vart last night said to me, this book is too hard. It's just too hard. The Musser from this book, what he did, his Monsieur Snefish. It was off the charts. One Rosh Hashiva said, I never will ever get to his car Sulayim. I can't get to his heels. Of the legendary stories. And people think we're exaggerating, but it's, but it's in, as you've described, and I told it, to the degree that he did things in order to help people was, was remarkable. And this is in addition to being a shul rabbi, which has its own responsibility. And a, a world-class poset. Right. Correct. Getting shiles all night long. He actually wasn't the kind of rabbi you spoke at a normal conventional 7 o'clock in the evening, but at 2, 3 o'clock in the morning, his phone is ringing. Yeah, understood. Boy. What a life to write about. And um, for those who don't know, oh, we'll get to the event. Thank you. <laughs> for those who don't know about Rabbi Kellimer, if you're outside the West Hempstead community, uh, get the book. It'll be one that uh, you will cherish. Now, there's an event going on. Rabbi Hanoch Teller doesn't just travel to the United States. He travels to the United States with a purpose. And uh, this time around... Um, you're going to be joined by distinguished rabbis and leaders of the Five Towns community in a memorial tribute to Rabbi Kellimer happening on January the 1st, which is a Monday, I believe. January the 1st, starting at 7.30 p.m. at 140 Central Avenue in Lawrence, New York. The presentations will include, uh, will include um, the following rabbis, Rabbi Yaakov Bender, Rabbi Naftali Yeager, 
Rabbi Ari Leibowitz, Rabbi Yaakov Trump, and of course, Rabbi Hanoch Teller visiting from Jerusalem. So January 1st, it's sort of like a... Uh, it's it'll the, be the week of his yard site, but it's, oh. yeah, but it's 7.30, 8.30. It's not, people should not be scared off. There's going to be long speeches. It's, right. He deserves this tribute. Uh, people, like we said, not, he was somewhat not well-known outside of West Hempstead. So we're going to give the final tribute that uh, he certainly deserves. Now, ironically, you're spending Shabbos in West Hempstead. I'm actually spending... Shabbos in Thirlo. I'm going to be speaking Motzi Shabbos ah, in West Hempstead. Oh, how did you do your research? No, no, you told us that. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> but I okay. thought I thought it was Shabbos in West Hempstead. No. All my research that I did, it was totally wrong. <laughs> so Fairlawn for Shabbos, and then mm. Saturday night you'll be at West Hempstead right. for a discussion about the book, and no doubt much more. Um, so there you have it, everybody. The book is called "If Not Higher: Stories and Insights of Rayuda Kellerer," somebody who is very, very dear to many people in this audience. Written by Dr. Stuart App and Hanoch Teller on the 1st of January, which is a Monday night, Central Avenue out in the Five Towns, or by Teller and many other distinguished rabbis will recall the life of Rabbi Kellermer, who left us at, do we know what, what his age was? I believe 74. 74 years old. Literally built a community and one that, uh, as we say, flourishing. flourishing yeah, which is thriving. Amazing. Incredible. Wonderful to see you. Thank you so much. You know, it was, I rode my bike here this time. When I have to see you in the city or see you in Jersey, I got to Rent a car. I got to find parking. I got to get a ticket. You know, it scares me thinking that you rode a bike in Jerusalem with this mm-hmm. traffic outside. Was it? It, mm-hmm. went, it went well. No, it problem. was okay. Yeah. Where's that bike now? You parked it outside. And chained it outside. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just making sure. Um, ironic that I uh, I uh, arrive in the Holy Land and you are leaving later today from mm-hmm. the Holy Land. But uh, must be tough to leave at a time like this. Am I right? That I feel terrible to leave, but. Uh, I want people to know about this book. I've no, so that much I understand. Yeah. But when you say you feel terrible, because you normally do, and now it's worse, or now it's really... No, I just... Uh, this whole achdut of Klai Yisrael, which is so endearing to me, and uh, I feel like I'm really part of it. Like, we're doing things in our own, pro- you know, modest way, in our home, in our community, uh, with my students. Uh, I don't want to leave the action now. Wow. I don't know if you heard the show earlier, but... Uh I said something on Hanukkah that I'm taking credit for. So next Hanukkah, feel free to quote me. If we say Rabin Biad Ma'atin and Tameim Biad Tahorim and Rishon Biad Sadikim, why on earth do we have to say Zaydim Biad Oskitarasecha? Anybody who's Oskitarasecha is in the category of a Tzaddik or, or a Tahor, right? And the answer is that, that these wars, the one that the Maccabim fought and the one that our soldiers are fighting right now, they take people who are not normally um, intertwined with our heritage and tradition and our ritual, and they make them oske Torah Wow. With tzvillin, tzitzis, afrash eschala, nero shabbos, and everything else that you're seeing, you, you must be seeing people take on ritual that they've never done before, right? Which is pretty remarkable. Absolutely. Which is really remarkable. So... A lot of oske Torah have, and that's what you're enjoying, seeing the oske Torah increase like crazy. Yes, uh, and even if not, just these yeah. are our boys that are... Uh, and the unity, and of course right. the chesed. Uh, how many seminaries in yeshivot do you see on a regular basis now? About seven or eight. Yeah, which is a less... Uh, than Much less, yeah, it's down a lot. Seriously? I, in my it heyday, be, I was... It used to be 15, 20? 17. Really? Yeah, but it's just part-time. It's one, you know, one hour a week. <laughs> in each. 
<laughs> your your whole life always fascinates us. That's why I always go crazy. <laughs> Wonderful to see you, and thanks for joining us oh, this morning. My pleasure. What a show. Rabbi, I appreciate it. Rabbi the book is called If Not Higher, a book about the life of Rabbi Yehuda Kellerer, written by Chanoch Teller and Dr. Stuart Apple. January the 1st, the event, we'll try to remind you as we get closer, uh, that's going to be on Central Avenue in the Five Towns, uh, remembering the amazing Rabbi Kellerer.